0: There's nothing better for your health than good sleep. That's why Haverty's Furniture has partnered with the Scott Brothers to offer Scott Living Mattresses, now $250 off.
1: Expect no pressure, just support from the Haverty's Sleep Experts. Tap now or visit havertys.com.
2: Talking sports with Jimmy B and TC. Call the show now, 264-1700. Big sports on 1700 KBGG.
3: Hey everybody, welcome in on a beautiful Monday here in the capital city. Man, oh man, it's the middle of February and temperatures in the 50s. Are you kidding? This is awesome. Great stuff. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you today. Scott Phillips at 1225, NBC Sports on college basketball. Tom Cakerd at one. Uh, we'll talk to Tom, Hawkeye Report, by the way, uh, about the Hawks and what transpired with the losses last week. Uh, Brian Goodman, Big 12, rushed to the court at 125. And John Cannon, Cannon on Sports, coming up at 2. The big matchup between Golden State and OKC. The first time, Kevin Durant back in Oklahoma City. Pretty much played out the way I think most people thought it was going to do. And that's that the Warriors are far superior to what OKC is. At any rate. Uh, we are here. You can always join the program at 264-1700.
1: How are you, pal? Cupcake.
3: <laughs> cupcake. <laughs> yeah, cupcake. All right. They buried him in the second half. That game was never close. It was unbelievable. Yeah,
1: who cares about the game? I just like the uh, ragging on Durant. The ragging
3: on Durant? Because he is a punk. Uh, he he did, is
1: a punk. Go did, to Golden State. He did
3: a lot of good things in Oklahoma City. And he
1: still is. And he still is. And he's, he's still does. a punk. You he don't go a to tongue. Golden State. That hey. still bothers me.
3: How long did he play there? Seven, eight years? Uh, something. Okay. Don't. So it wasn't like he played there for a year or two and then blew out. Go
1: home to D.C. Go to the Knicks. Go start something on your own. Don't go to a team that just won <laughs> 73 games. <laughs> Weak
3: sauce is that. <laughs> Wants a ring. Can't blame the guy for that. Uh, to the college games and... Look, you and I sat here Friday, thought Iowa would get beat at Michigan State. They did. Uh, Thought that uh, Iowa State would win against Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. They did. Uh, Sad to see Jordan Woodard, though, gone for the rest of the year with a torn ACL. Yeah. Yeah, I like that kid. I really do. He's a gutsy guy, plays hard every game. That's too bad. And we were up in the air over UNI. We thought that they would probably lose that game. You did. I did. You did. I did. What in the wide, wide world of sport is going on right now with them? I told you when
1: you and I was one in five in the conference that they're going to be the third best team in the conference. Listen to you. You you don't. No. And here they are, and they've pretty much locked themselves in as the number three Three seed seed. for Arch Madness. Yeah. So it'll come down to either Illinois State or Wichita losing a game. Right. You and I still has games with those teams coming up uh, over the final four of the regular season. Uh, one will be the one, one will be the two. You and I is going to be the three, and mm-hmm. here they go. Just uh Ben Jacobson seemingly always does. It never fails. Team. Did they lose five in a row? Yeah, to begin conference season. Yeah. I mean, it was seven in a row overall. Overall, yeah. yeah. So they lost to Iowa, they lost to right, Carolina.
3: Right. Four conference Conference play. play, and then lost five straight conference. Yeah. And here they are.
1: Own five in the conference, and now they've won, what, eight out of nine? Eight and six right now in Missouri Valley play. Eight out of nine. The uh, only loss in there was their a loss that they had to Illinois State, State. and they'll get them at the end of the regular season. So here they go. I mean, now people forget last year as they went on a a very similar streak. They They started off very rough in conference play. They did. Got going. They won 12 out of 13, whatever it was, uh, through the Arch Madness. But they went down there. They had to win the whole thing. Yep. They were not getting it at large. That is game. correct. They did not have a resume to do it. Mm-hmm. What do they do? They beat Wichita in the semifinals. They beat Evansville for the championship on the West Washburn buzzer beater. And then have a buzzer beater to beat Texas before, uh, you know, what happened.
3: Yes. Yeah. We, we don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Those last five seconds. The, no. Those wounds are finally starting Ooh, to heal. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, this is <laughs> This is nuts. It's absolutely nuts that they are the number three team now in the conference. It's stunning to me that they have turned it around like that. And once again, they've done it in Ben Jacobson style. Mm-hmm. The game was fifty-five to fifty-two. They're doing it
1: with defense that's because it. that's their well, you know, that's, that's their mo. Yeah, Jacobson is you got to be good defensively to play for. Right, I mean, you just have to. But secondly. He looked at this team, and there's been years where they'll get up and down a little bit more. They're never going to play at a fast tempo. It just never happens. Mm-hmm. But when they have some offensive, dynamic players, they'll get up and down a little bit more. He sees with this team the limitations that they have at Feds League. Right. And they're pretty, they're pretty severe. I mean, after Jeremy Morgan, who can create their own shot on that team? Spencer Alderman can't do Maybe. it. Maybe. He can't do it. No. You know? he's, a, he's a spot-up shooter. Yeah. Uh, you look down... It's not going
3: to be Carlson. It's not
1: going to be... Bennett Cook, Cook can't do it. No. I mean, he can catch it on the block. Yeah. But, you know, Carlson might be the only other guy, but they just don't, they don't have a whole lot of weapons right. offensively. Right. So what do you do? You lock down defensively, mm-hmm. do what you can on the offensive end, and you win basketball games. And here they are once again. And with Illinois State continuing to be banged up, you know, when McIntosh gets right. back, they expect him back before the end of the regular they season. Do. But what's he going to be? He's yeah. going to be rusty. He's going to not be certainly... What he was before the uh, meniscus injury, so there's a blow right there. And hey, Wichita, Wichita's good. Yeah, but let's not. This is not the Wichita team <laughs> no. that went undefeated. This no. is
3: not. It's not Clee Anthony early. No, there's no Fred Van Fleet. No, he's not walking through that door. You know,
1: Fran Camp uh, with his, yeah. his disappointing uh, hairdo. <laughs> Poor kid going bald. <laughs> he's a nice shooter, and, yeah, he, and he's, he's he's expanded his game. Yes, but these are not guys that you're scared of. Correct. They can beat. Any of the teams. The way that they're playing right now, they can beat Illinois State. Yeah. They can beat Wichita. They can win this thing once again and make it back to the NCAA tournament. When they were 0-5, nobody was saying that about the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Nobody.
3: Yeah. It's it's just shocking. Absolutely shocking. To uh, Iowa and what took place at Michigan State. Look, I thought they battled hard after coming off that uh, heartbreak that they had at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Thought they played tough. Had the lead the first had half. Had the lead. And it got away from them late. Minnesota's good. Yeah. They've got some... Man, I'm impressed. Is it Murray? hmm Man, I'm impressed with him. He had a huge game, too, against uh, Rutgers uh, when they won on the road. So this is... They're they're pretty good. Minnesota's pretty good. I've
1: been trying to tell you. Yeah. I know you like the Murphy kid. They're, they're I talented. I yeah. Did, I said it last week. They're the kind of team... That can match up in that round of thirty two you know right minnesota 's going to be, and we 'll get into the big ten as a whole we with will. the revealing of the top sixteen by uh, the committee. No big ten teams in that top right. sixteen
3: maybe they knew something since whiskey got beat last night yeah. at home by Northwestern
1: but uh, you know when you look at it and you go through to me minnesota 's a team that can match up with basically anybody you yeah. know they 're not going to be blown away a lot of times you 'll see kind of a middling team from a power five team and when they play the big boys they just can't match up maybe they can pull an upset at home but on a neutral floor they don't match up minnesota can match up yes you know they got guys up and down they got they the do. size inside where they can have that physical ability with murphy and and with uh, the big guy reggie lynch the transfer from illinois state mm-hmm. you know they're physical that way yep. they have guards Coffee's incredibly <laughs> athletic big size to him so you know they have pieces that they can go out there and do it with and, and that's well, i like this gopher team. Now, again, it'll come down to matchups, but what'd you think of that with the revealing of the top 16? No Big Ten teams, no Purdue, no Wisconsin. Well, I didn't think Purdue would be there. I thought Wisconsin had a shot at
3: being there, and then with what transpired last night, you go, oh, okay, maybe they did get it right. Uh, the, <laughs> maybe I mean, they it, did get it right. But they didn't
1: know that. No, I they, they didn't, didn't know, know that.
3: that. But I was I was disappointed that that whiskey wasn't there. I thought for sure that they would be uh in that top four, but they weren't. Top sixteen. Well, yeah, but I I thought they'd be a number four in there. I, I it just uh it's it's interesting to see the way that national uh basketball pundits look at it as compared
1: to us locally. Well what we found out is this we found out a few different things for this committee and this is the most important part of this exercise. The exercise is not about who's where, who's out of this top four. We're finding out what they're looking for. Right. And what they're looking for, more than anything, is strength of schedule. Yes. Going out and playing a good schedule. And that shows right now, you know what? Whoever wins our Arch Madness back to the MVC, that's it. Mm-hmm. Illinois State and Wichita are not going to get that large bid. I agree. They're not.
3: I agree. Only, only the winner of the tourney is going to get it. St. Saint, uh,
1: Saint Mary's? They might not get in. Ooh, they not, they might not get in.
3: I, I, all the all the things that I've looked at so far has them in at an eight or nine. Sure, but you're right. Look at what the committee yes, values. values, and strength look at of what, schedule. Yes,
1: and they they did not play anybody. It. No, you go through and you look at a team like Mid Tennessee State. Yeah, very good. Yeah, we saw them last year beat yeah. Michigan State in the opening round. Conference USA is not very good. Strength of schedule is not very good. Out UNC Wilmington. All these teams that have put together very good resumes at the mid-major level but don't have good strength of schedules, what we found out on Saturday, is those teams are getting in. Mm-hmm. Those teams are not getting in if they're going to go by the criteria right, right. that they set here. Will that change? We will see. But if you want to really factor it in, don't worry about those top 16. Don't even worry about the Big Ten not being in there. More importantly, look at that is how they're deriving of things. And you know what? You're not going to get that mid major that got knocked off in of the conference tournament. You're not going to get a team like St. Mary's that you love, Jim. No, no, you're going to get you're going to get a Georgia Tech matchup against
3: Syracuse. I saw you're, that. You're
1: going to get garbage like that. Yes, you get Providence. Yeah, going up against a middling team from a power conference. That's what you're going to get. I know.
3: I, I don't like that. I'd, I'd like to see some of the really good mid majors get in uh, to Iowa State and their win over Oklahoma at home. Uh, Played nice. Uh, it was a very solid second half for Iowa State, and pretty much went the way we thought it would. Thought Oklahoma's good enough to make a couple runs at them, but not good enough to win that game. Trent,
1: no, no, and uh, you saw uh, Iowa State do what they're supposed to. Yeah, right. Maybe yeah. you're at home. Oklahoma's yeah. not good. Yeah, you beat them. Yeah, you beat them. So I had
3: a guy. I had a guy rail right? on me
1: says, you're a terrible radio
3: host, and you're talking about Iowa State. I tweeted out, they did what they were supposed to do, beat Oklahoma at home. And this
1: guy's railing on me. Well, I mean, maybe the first part was right. Well, maybe. But
3: at (laughs) any rate, I I didn't say anything bad about them. I said they did what they were supposed to do. It wasn't like you're going to go, you know, rush the court or something because they just whooped Oklahoma. No. They were supposed to. Right. They they got two wins in conference play, Oklahoma did. That's it. They're 8-16. Yeah. They're not good. Yeah, they're not. They're not good. So they did what they were supposed to do. Now, now we're going to get a pretty good indicator on the road at K-State. Right. k State's they've played the big boys tough. Haven't beaten them, right. but they have played them all tough.
1: Two teams pretty desperate. Yeah. Pretty desperate for a victory for Iowa State. About kind of maybe getting one back after giving it away against Texas, right? And, you know they beat Kansas State on the road. I think that really solidifies. Uh, oh yeah, unless there's, yeah. there's some kind of crazy backslide right. and you start losing, you know, the home games to TCU and get swept by Baylor and Oklahoma, you know, something like that. You win a K State, you're real good. I mean, yeah. I
3: mean they're in you now. Can, I've seen them in the eight nine right, right now,
1: right? But they're not ending the season today, are they, Jim?
3: Are, are they? no, no, they are okay. not. Okay, no, okay, okay. No. Just checking. Right. Yeah. Right. I think maybe what you maybe what that guy said that first tweet might have had some merit to it. <laughs> <laughs> I sent a tweet back to him, but I
1: can't say what I said on the oh, show. You you you're just always why you got to fire back? And I sure. do. Yeah, you're, uh, you're too thin skinned. No, I'm not. Well, yes, you no, are. No, I like to play that game. You no, know me. No, you are. You, know you me. Are. I'll You're fire out. I'll fire out. You're thin-skinned. Some, People say things to me, yeah, hey, whatever. I know. It's fine.
3: Some Yahoo yeah. trying to tell me how to do my freaking job when he can't even piss in the urinal. How do you know that? You've been watching guys I've... pee lately?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what you've been doing. Got to have some sort of hobby. Nas Long uh, knocking down shots. That was good to see. That was Matt good to Thomas, see. he yep. was back. He hit four three-pointers. Yep. You know, it's funny. Earlier this year, Iowa State, we're kind of concerned about them shooting because though they had shooters and as long wasn't certainly himself, what we saw a couple years ago Mm -hmm. before the hip injuries, Thomas went through a rough stretch. But I think they're on pace. I, I saw this tweet over the weekend. They're on pace. To have the second most three pointers in program history—that's amazing—and think about the great shooting Shoot, teams yes. that they've had, especially lately. Yeah, you know, under Hoiberg, some of those great shooting teams, and they're on pace to have the second most in program history. Yeah,
3: that, that's that, that's pretty good. Yeah, it really is. I think a lot of you know, clone fans they just fly off the handle for no reason, and that's what this goober was. But it was—it's it, a case where you're right; they gave one back against Texas. But they came back, did what they were supposed to do, and I'm with you on this. They go and have a solid game at Kansas State, get out of there with a W. Uh, they're in great shape then. Yeah. Uh, unless, unless you're right, unless the floor caves in on them. And th- we don't think that's going to
1: happen. No, you wouldn't think so. No. Not with this team. Not, not the way they are at home. TCU... They're all tricky in their own right. Yeah. You know, TCU oh, are, can yeah. come in. And, yeah, look what it did with Kansas there. Sure. Yeah, I know. mean, you you don't shoot it well. You struggle. Right. They're physical enough that they can cause some problems inside with TCU. Both Baylor and Oklahoma State certainly talented enough. I mean, it, it's not a lock. There is no lock here, even with the win against Kansas State, because there's still difficult games in front sure. of them. And that, that just shows you the depth that you have of the Big 12 as a whole. After Oklahoma and Texas, there's a lot of depth there, and there's a lot of good teams in this conference, and more than likely at least six, if not maybe seven teams are going to make it to the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. So a lot of depth this year, and there are no sure things, as, Right, as you saw on the road to Texas. Yeah. and You go back to the game they played at Oklahoma, oh, you know, what, a month ago. Oklahoma, we see, is not very good, and they were all hands on deck to win that one. Right. Had to go to overtime.
3: Yes, they did. To get
1: the victory there. So there are no sure things, but a win against Kansas State would go a long way. We could start... Penciling them in, maybe yeah. a little bit thicker. You know, you yes. can press down you're, on no, your pencil yeah, yeah. Could really, a little bit harder. Yes, you can do if that. If you get that one on Wednesday night.
3: Instead of lo- using the blue pen, you could use the black pen. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're ready you to can go write to that it point. in black yeah. I'm still on pencil.
1: <laughs> I still got to slow down. <laughs> Fair enough. And Drake uh, gets pummeled. Yeah, they did. Drake gets pummeled. Well, what do you do now, Jimmy B? I'll look
3: at you um, were at the forefront. You, you were, do... no, you, I, you I were I saying said, I said that if he beat you and I at home and they didn't, that he would have to be in the conversation for the full-time head coaching spot. They didn't,
1: and now Drake has fallen back on hard times. They've lost five in a row. Yeah, lost six out of seven. Only win there was that road win against Missouri State, which right. at the time. That's what got me excited, yeah, finally. I yeah. said, all right, they've shown they can do this on the road. Yeah. But since then, it's no, gone the wrong way. And the dumpster. Yeah. it's It's been in some ugly fashion, too. You know, getting blown out by 24 by Indiana State, yeah, that's bad. Getting blown out by Bradley, that's bad. That's bad. They, these are the bottom two teams of the conference, and yeah. you're getting beat by them. It's one thing to lose to you and I or Wichita or sure. Illinois State. It's another to be losing and losing and in the big, fashion yes, that they are. Big. They finish up their last four. What do they got? At Evansville. Yep. Yeah. Missouri State at home, okay, at Loyola, yeah, and then Bradley at home, okay. And they win two of those games. I don't think so. One out of three, they'll what? beat Bradley. Yeah, I don't see them going on the road to beat Evansville or Loyola, and I expect Missouri State after losing to them down in Springfield, come back and beat them in Durham. Okay. Home. One and three, and back in the Drake Invitational. Man, oh man, that's that's too bad. There were some bright moments. There were. It was fun for a while, yeah. but uh, a this games. is a limited
3: team. It still. is. Very limited. Very limited. And they're going to have to make a couple of decisions. A, does Sandy Club Hatfield still make the decision on a head
1: coach? I think she does. And B... I mean, hasn't is, that kind of?
3: It's kind of been brushed under the rug. Nobody's right.
1: talking about it. So she's fine. She's
3: probably going to be fine so and make she gets another, another shot at it. Make another unique decision. I'll mm-hmm. be kind when I say that. A unique decision. If that's the case, Rudder will get an interview.
1: Yeah, I would think so. But. Is he going to get the job? Yeah, I don't think
3: so. Yeah, me too. Now yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that he may not.
1: But that's the other thing when people were, hey, give him the job, and I slow down. Yeah, slow yeah, down. We got a long
3: way to go here yeah, in this season. There's,
1: there's a lot of season there, and as fun as the the run was, it you was, look it at was who a who nice little beat, run. Yep, who
3: they beat, yep,
1: wasn't anything to. Uh, Get real excited about. Uh,
3: we got a break coming up right now. When we come back, uh, Scott Phillips is going to join us. We're going to really jump on some hoop across the country. Uh, this is going to be fun. Terrific game tonight. Kansas and West Virginia. That one's really going to be, uh, we believe, an entertaining game. I want to see how Kansas does at home against that pressure defense of West Virginia. Jimmy B and TC right here, the Big Talker, 1700.
2: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG.
4: At DSMCredit.com, we have a different way of looking at things. Like, one bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch. Life hands you lemons, it's still a respectable piece of fruit. And that's how we treat you and your credit, with respect. Go to DSMCredit.com and get your approval for a brand new 2017 Stu Hansen Hyundai Elantra for just $119 a month. Or 2017 Hyundai Sonata, just $149 per month, with zero down. Plus, get America's best warranty. Ten years, $100,000 miles. Bad credit? We say, so you missed a couple of payments. No credit? We call that just getting started. Bankruptcy? So you took a chance. At DSMCredit.com, it's all about a positive perspective. Get a 2017 Stu Hansen Hyundai from just 119 a month with zero down. Go to DSMCredit.com or call 253-3000. Stu Hansen, Hyundai, and Clive. You need credit? At DSMCredit.com, we positively hear you. 36 monthly, zero security, all plus tax tag registration with approved credit.
0: Like all of you out there, Michael Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. warranty. You could wash and dry MyPillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's their best offer ever. For a limited time, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special. You'll get 40% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows.
2: Does this sound like you're home on the weekend? The game is on, and you are into it. You're hollering out what plays they should be calling. You're arguing with the refs. If that sounds like you, you are going to want to get the new mobile game called FireFan. It's brand new, and it will change the way you watch because it plays along in real time. You've never seen anything like this. It's called FireFan. Go to FireFan.com. Use the player rewards code DSM Sports. Log on now. FireFan.com. Use the code
1: DSM Sports.
3: featuring specialty burgers, steaks, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports,
1: great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des
5: Moines. See you soon.
3: It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines.
2: Sports talk that rocks. This is Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big station for sports. 1700 KBGG.
3: All right, everybody, uh, we can roll, roll all the way till 3 o'clock today. Scott Phillips, we advertised he was going to come on the show. He was nice enough to pick up the phone when we called him. Uh, NBC Sports College Basketball, he comes to us on the Drafthouse 50 Hotline Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Scott, good morning, or good afternoon, I should say.
6: Uh, good afternoon to you guys. Thanks for having me on once again.
3: You bet, Scott. Let's start first right in your uh, wheelhouse where Northwestern goes to Wisconsin. And still with their best player out with an injury, they get the win on the road. That that has to put them in the dance unless they have a total collapse, right?
6: Yeah, I would think so. Just a, a major win for Northwestern last night, a statement win on the road at Wisconsin, and Again, without Scotty Lindsay, as you alluded to, he's their top scorer, kind of their go to guy in a lot of instances. But Bryant McIntosh stepped up and proved that he's Northwestern's most important player. He's going to end up being the all time leader in assists for that program by the end of his senior year. He's really guided this team through a lot of wins the last two years. And when Vic Law and Scotty Lindsay emerged this year, he finally had the help to have an NCAA tournament team around him. And you're kind of seeing how good McIntosh is as well with this Northwestern team.
1: Well, you mentioned Scotty Lindsay still being out, Scott. What's the latest on him coming back from Mono? And uh, when he gets back, kind of how long it's expected to take him to get up and running at
6: 100%? Yeah, Mono's a fickle process. I happen to have it in high school myself, and it's different for everybody. I know some people get over it in a couple weeks. Some people it takes a couple months to feel back to normal. So we're really going to have to see how sluggish Scotty Lindsay is, whether he lost weight and strength during this time. Because right now he's got a lot of inactivity where his body is fighting this illness and he's trying to do the best that he can to recover. But really it's just about him getting back to full strength and making sure that he's a capable player again who can really be a threat to score for Northwestern.
1: Scott, sticking in the Big Ten yesterday, Michigan goes on the road, gets a a good victory for them. They need road victories against Indiana. But really the uh, the story coming out of the game, Tom Crean afterwards, publicly calling out his players and some backlash happening there. You know, the uh, the pressure that is always being the uh, head man at Indiana is the pressure getting to Tom Creed. And, and just how about the look, calling out his players in the fashion that he did? Yeah, I never
6: like it when coaches call out specific groups of players. If you want to call out your entire team and loop them all together, and, and I, I'm okay with that. But calling out a specific subset of guys, is it irks me a little bit just because Again, these guys aren't getting paid. They're maybe not up to the criticism that some of these pro athletes are that we see on the next level. But he does have a point with guys like James Blackman and Robert Johnson playing selfish basketball. Both of them were 2-7 for from the field in that loss yesterday. Thomas Bryant continues to play really hard, but just doesn't have a lot of help getting him the ball inside. And this team is just really falling apart right now. I think he's really feeling the pressure from fans. Tom Crean is. Uh, Obviously, they're missing a lot of people in the stands. I saw an empty upper deck yesterday at Assembly Hall. So this is a situation that's snowballing very quickly, and Indiana needs to start winning games quickly here to make the NCAA tournament and help save Tom Crean's job.
3: All right, if that is not the case and they do not make the dance, right now the things that I've looked at does not have them in. I saw something that I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, I believe it's the end of June or July 1st. Tom Crean's buyout drops to a million dollars. Did I find that? Did I see that correctly?
6: Yes, correct. His buyout does become significantly uh, less after this season, and that's going to be something that we're going to have to watch because Indiana fans gladly bought out Kelvin Sampson's contract to help get Tom Crean in the equation, and they've soured on Crean once already. And I think once a fan base kind of sours on a coach, it's always hard to get them 100% back, and we're seeing that right now with Tom Crean. This is a program that beat Kentucky in the NCAA tournament last year, and now you're seeing empty, uh, you know, empty seats, which is just pretty unbelievable, but it shows you what the expectations are for Indiana basketball. They want to see a competitive product on the floor every year that's competing for Big Ten titles and for national titles, and for them to be sitting at 5-8 and eight after beating Kansas the first game of the season and after having the start that they had, it's been a major disappointment.
1: Well, that buyout becomes a million dollars on July 1st, but it's four million right now. They're not going to wait until July to make a decision here. If they're going to fire Crean, it's going to happen at the end of the year, correct?
6: It's hard to say because, again, it it comes a lot with what the donors and the boosters are going to do to help make that happen. If somebody wants to step up and foot the bill, you'll see it happen immediately. Otherwise, we could see a game of wait and see here because the July live evaluation period is after that, so you still have a time to target uh, new recruits if you get a new coach. But it would be awfully late in the equation to try to get in the new coaching thing. A lot of coaches would already be set at different programs, have new contracts. So, it would be a difficult situation to try to get a coach in the middle of summer. We'll have to see what Indiana does here.
3: Another team that uh, was extremely impressive, the number one team in the country, Gonzaga, uh, went to St. Mary's. Tough place to play. It only seats about 3,800 in that gym at Moraga. And, I mean, they put a hurting on uh, St. Mary's uh, on their home court. Uh, I know that some people are saying, well, they play in the West Coast Conference and their competition. How good is is uh, Gonzaga in your estimation?
6: I think this is the best Gonzaga team that Mark Few has had, and the reason is they're a top-five defense. We've seen this offense be capable plenty of times. You go back to those Adam Morrison teams where he would regularly drop 40. Gonzaga's always been known to be able to have guys who can put the ball in the hoop. Defensively it is what separates this team. It's the reason why they're the number one team in the country right now and still unbeaten. They have a number of big men they can throw at you with Karnowski, and Jonathan Williams and Zach Collins and Killian Tilley off the bench. Their guards have done a great job of adapting to one another with guys like Jordan Matthews and Nigel Williams-Goss's transfers that are adapting. And you have to give credit to guys like Josh Perkins and Silas Nelson, guards who were in the lineup for, for last season's Sweet 16 team. They've taken on lesser minutes and a lesser role of scores to get these other guys in. And this is a talented Gonzaga team. They beat Florida. They beat Iowa State. They've beat Arizona. Those are conference leaders in NCAA tournament teams I'm talking about. And the West Coast Conference has good teams like BYU and St. Mary's. This is a team to definitely watch out for in March.
1: Well, we see the revealing of the top 16 teams and the uh, top four on each bracket line by CBS on uh, Saturday, Scott. Big takeaway that I had from this is that strength of schedule, at least to this group of committee members, seems to matter a whole bunch. What was your biggest takeaway?
6: I think you hit it on the head because you had people arguing for the cases of Wisconsin and Cincinnati. You saw both of those those teams lose on Sunday, but more importantly, they hadn't really registered a lot of marquee non-conference wins yet. Cincinnati has played a weaker schedule in the American this year. SMU is obviously another good team, but they lost to them on Sunday. The Xavier win helps, but it's not enough to put them in the top four right now. With Wisconsin, their non-conference wins have come up flat as well. Syracuse and Oklahoma, don't look quite as good as they might have in the preseason. They lost to North Carolina in the Maui Finals, and really Big Ten hasn't been as up to par as we've seen in years past. I know they have seven or eight teams competing for bids right now, but none of those schools are really top-flight, top-ten programs as we see it right now. You look at the AP standings, it's littered with ACC and Pac-12 teams with some Big Twelve. Uh, As well. So, I mean, really, the Big Ten needs to improve their stock in order for Wisconsin or another team to elevate into a top four seed.
3: How did you uh, like the opening of of the college basketball 16 teams that were uh, 1 to 4?
6: I liked the way it was done. I wish it would have been done not opposing live game action. It just seems silly that we're having a show to promote people to watch the regular season of college basketball and then having it compete against live college basketball. If they were able to put it on a weeknight, like they do with the college football uh, unveiling, where they have no games going against it, and the nation's attention is focused on it. That would be great, but I understand CBS's desire to have that crowd before leading into one of their Saturday afternoon games as well. I thought overall it was interesting. Mark Hollis did a great job of answering questions. We kind of see the transparency of where the committee's at at this point, and it should be interesting to see how it follows up here the next few weeks.
3: Is it strength of schedule, then, in your estimation, that is really going to play into this, and that's why we might see somebody like? georgia tech in instead of say a st mary's if their only other loss again is to gonzaga in the west coast tournament
6: yeah i think strength of schedule play a big part of it not just conference but out of conference as well Uh, the committee's really made a focus these last few years starting with smu a couple years ago being held out that they wanted to see teams schedule teams out of their conference for true road games and good opponents and as long as teams have done that As long as they have shown a willingness to play some true road games, to play some other tournament teams away from the conference, I think the committee sympathizes with them a little bit more than some of the mid-majors that we might see, like in Illinois State or Nevada that's trying to fight their way in right
1: now. Yeah, with uh, with that, is it going to be the MVC just be a one-bid lead whoever wins Arch Madness because of this? And Illinois State, Wichita, their only top 50 wins are against each other. Is it going to be winning Arch Madness and that's it for the MVC?
6: I think that Wichita State has a great chance to get in regardless. And what that means is if they do end up losing in a scenario in a championship game to Illinois State... I think you could see both teams getting in. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this conference season plays out, how Northern Iowa keeps emerging. If Northern Iowa keeps winning and keeps on bolstering their number three seed in the Valley tournament, then that makes them stronger in the computer rankings. So if a team like Illinois State beats them in the Valley semifinals, that only enhances their resume as well. That sort of thing could come into play. There's a lot of basketball left to be played. As long as Wichita State and Illinois State keep winning, these other conferences like the ACC and the Big 12 have shown how brutal that they are. There's going to be teams beating up on each other, and as long as those teams keep winning, it's just going to help.
3: Um, UCLA, we watched that game, and it was a fantastic game on Thursday. And then they blew out Oregon State. Um, Everybody kind of thought you could see that one coming last night. But for that team and being raked over the coals for not playing really any defense, kind of like holey defense. But they made that shift in the middle of the second half against Oregon, putting Lonzo Ball over on Dylan Brooks. That seemed to change the whole tempo of their defense. Did they show something to you in that, that maybe when it does get the to tournament time, they can go to a, another level defensively?
6: Yeah, absolutely. That's been the primary question with UCLA these last couple weeks, especially when they hit that rough patch where they lost to Arizona and USC and really looked bad on the defensive end. They've certainly improved things since then. I was a little bit skeptical after the wins at Washington State and Washington because obviously those are bottom feeders in the Pac-12, but the way that they came out and played against the Oregon schools this past week was very impressive. They've seemed to make some adjustments defensively with switching guys on different positions. Lonzo Ball is more versatile defensively than people give him credit for. He's got a little bit of size. He can rebound. He's got quick hands. I think that some of these freshmen now, like Lonzo Ball and T.J. Leaf, are starting to adjust defensively to the college level, and they're seeing what it takes to make a national championship run. So it's going to be interesting to see what Steve Alford does. He's got some interesting pieces that he can throw off the bench in terms of big men and a guy like Aaron Holiday, if he wants to go with a smaller lineup. This team can obviously score. If they can get even a little bit of stops, they're going to be tough to beat in March.
1: West Virginia was a team that doesn't have the best strength of schedule in comparison to some of the other teams you kind of talk about. In the middle, but they have big wins. Wins against, of course, Kansas and Baylor in conference, being a big part of that one. As you look at this West Virginia team, what they have coming up tonight and, and going forward, is that a team you put maybe on your dark horse list, a 4-5-6 seed, something like that, You think can make a run to the Final Four, or are there just too many limitations for them to win four in a row?
6: No, they're a scary team to face in March because with that press, it's such a hard thing to prepare for, especially if it's the second game of the weekend. In the NCAA tournament, you're seeing different contrasting styles and different personnel that you're not accustomed to seeing. With the Big 12, they're a little bit used to seeing West Virginia by now. These teams play each other two or three times a year. The coaches are familiar with the press. They know the personnel outside of the big 12 those teams are not going to be ready to face west virginia's press in a lot of cases if they are if they have good point guard play then that's how they're going to get past west virginia west virginia is going to be one of the fascinating teams to watch in the tournament because their draw is going to dictate everything if they face teams with bad guards and they can turn them over they're a team that could easily make a sweet 16 elite eight final four run if they face a team with a good point guard round one they could be susceptible to an upset because that press is so easily broken. But I think this team is a little bit longer and more athletic than some of the groups we've seen in the past. I love Javon Carter. He's a tough-as-nails guy. proviso provides the least product that produced Doc Rivers and some great guards in the Chicago area. He fits that Bob Huggins team so well, and I think he's really a good leader for that group.
3: Take me to Duke, and after their stunning uh, whooping of North Carolina, they were barely able over the weekend to get a two-point win. Was it a case of they just were so excited they just couldn't get their game back going again? What what happened in that game?
6: I think it's a little bit of a hangover from beating a rival like North Carolina and getting hyped for that. And I think it's a little bit of Duke wearing down because we're starting to see some holes in their bench. Uh, Marquise Bolden and Harry Giles really didn't play that much, spelling Emil Jefferson against Clemson. Uh, we saw mostly the perimeter guys stay the same, minus Frank Jackson getting a couple minutes. And, It seems as some of these Duke guys, especially the younger guys like Jason Tatum, are wearing down a little bit. And I'm going to be anxious to see how guys like Giles and Bolden step up here over the final weeks of the season. Duke really needs those guys to come in and spell minutes and make sure that guys like Grayson Allen and Luke Kennard and Jason Tatum are fresh heading into March. If those three guys continue to score and they can defend the rim, then Jefferson's going to do his job. Frank Jackson's a good bench scorer, and this team is still capable of making a deep run.
1: All right, Scott, uh, last one for me. I'll let Jim finish up with you here. On a local level, Iowa State beats Oklahoma at home. You're supposed to do that. They did on Saturday. How secure should Iowa State fans feel here over the next couple of weeks about being a tournament team? And then the Iowa Hawkeyes, is it as simple as they got to win out here in the regular season just to get back on the bubble?
6: With Iowa State, they have a really tough schedule down the stretch. You're looking at a group of teams in the Big 12 that are all competing for NCAA tournament bids or firmly in the NCAA tournament. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle these last six games heading into the Big 12 tournament. Obviously, they looked good adjusting and winning against Oklahoma. That's a win you need to pick up, but I want to see how they look at Kansas State. That's always a tough place to play. If they're able to win there, get a win at home against TCU – build a little bit of momentum, maybe win at Texas Tech. They're looking at a situation where they might be able to bump up their seed a little bit because they have some games against Baylor and West Virginia that could look impressive on the bracket. And in terms of Iowa, they definitely need to probably win out at this point. The Big Ten, like I said, not particularly strong. They can pick up some good wins, but they're going to likely have to win the conference tournament to make a bid at this point. They just don't have enough at this point.
3: Uh, Do you have Iowa getting into the NIT?
6: Uh, you know what, the NIT has been so weird these last few years with the latest setup of getting the regular season champions in. That's really depending on how things fall in conference tournaments because if we see a case where we have in the past couple years where a lot of smaller conference regular season teams end up losing in the conference tournaments, they get automatic bids to the NIT now and it limits the amount of bids for higher conference teams. I think Iowa should feel safe at this point, but you really never know because of the way that it could play out with this conference tournament week.
1: Good stuff as always, Scott. Good talking with you again. Enjoyed it. Enjoy your hoops. And uh, what we ask you every time is uh, your city of Chicago, are they starting to buy more and more into that Northwestern basketball?
6: Absolutely. I think the win last night spoke volumes about how far this program has come, and I think people are starting to talk about this team.
3: And they're going to do a remodel on the gym, right?
6: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Practice facilities getting redone, new Welsh Ryan arena uplift. It should be really nice.
1: That'll be good. So Goods who's who's going to get the job when uh, Collins goes and takes <laughs> over takes for K uh, for K at Duke? Oh man, don't bury the Northwestern program already. These guys <laughs> are just
6: enjoying the biggest program. <laughs> I, I oh man, they, they gotta they gotta
3: love this. But Collins, he's got to be loving life right now.
6: Oh, absolutely. He's coaching, you know, nine miles away from where he won a Mr. Basketball award yeah. and building a program and a name for himself. I think it's a special thing he's doing at Northwestern.
3: Always great, man, when you take time with us. Thank you, Scott. You have a great day.
6: Thanks, guys. You as well.
3: Okay. Scott Phillips, NBC Sports, college basketball. Good stuff out of him on the Draft House 50 hotline. Coming right back, the Big Talker 1700.
2: Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and D.C. Noon to 3 and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700.
4: to $480 for TV, $180 for Internet. Equipment non-return fees and conditions apply. Call for details. offerings ends 121-17. Since
2: 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call
6: Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net.
2: For Wolf Construction, a plus rating from the Better Business Bureau,
6: wolfconstruction.net.
1: Get to J.C. President's Day Sale and save up to 30% on select major appliances. Plus, get 30-month special financing on purchases of 7 dollars or more with your J.C. credit card. Plus, get free delivery and basic installation on appliance purchases over $2.99. Save on major appliances now at J.C. Penney's President's Day Sale. That's getting your pennies worth. J.C. GE, GE Profile, and GE Cafe, limited to 10% off savings. Subject to credit approval. Must request at time of purchase. See store associate for details. Available in select stores. Financing terms valid 28 to 220. This just in, Wendy's is adding the quarter pound double stack as an option in the 4 for 4 for a limited time. With so much beef, that's a deal so good it should not exist. In related news, because their wings are too small for their bodies, bumblebees should not be able to fly. Here to comment, bees. Wait, we're not supposed to fly? Kind of like how a quarter pound of beef should not be in the 4 for 4. Yet it is. That's over a quarter pound of fresh beef with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke, all for just $4. Any other bee puns?
0: No, we're good, honey. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes four piece nuggets, small fries, and drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. Ooh, all right. Okay, open your eyes.
2: Oh, that's a lot of colors
0: mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how
5: if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance.
6: Oh, yeah, that's that's
3: true. Yeah, here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them?
2: geico because saving 15 percent or more on car insurance is always a great answer we talk sports on 1700 with jimmy b and tc noon to three the trick golf shot that i do have is when i hit it in the woods if i find it if i find it in the woods
1: i'm good I've seen you golf. A trick shot for you is hitting the greener regulation. There you
2: go. And Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700.
0: Of the three teams on your throwout in the West list, the one at the bottom would be the one that I might no, keep in. don't trust them as far as I can throw them.
2: Big sports on 1700 KBGG.
5: See you soon.
2: Back to Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big sports station,
3: 1700 KBGG. 264-1700, if you want to be a part of the program, Uh, you can always uh, get in with us. We'll take your call. You know, it's interesting on a day like today where... College basketball has really kind of taken over the country and its consciousness. Yep, yep. And the games in which we've been able to see. There have been so many close buzzer beaters. I mean, look what happened last night. Virginia Tech upsets Virginia. Yeah. And while while the Northwestern upset was going on, you Mm -hmm. had Tech then beating Virginia. Uh, Trent, is this – I was trying to think back just in recent years, like – just to five years ago, is is this maybe one of the more, I guess, upset-minded seasons that we have seen? Can you? Yeah, well, because you watch as much as I do in college hoop.
1: You know, you had the year where Butler made it to the Final Four. Yes, VCU twice. did. Yeah. Now I'm talking about the first year. Oh, the first year. The first year they were an eight seed that year and made it. VCU made it as eleven. Right. You know, we've seen years like that in recent George history. Mason. That's going that, back that, a little that bit further, more. Fr- further yep, back, that's a little more than a decade removed yeah. from that one. I think that was two thousand six. Right, that uh, George Mason made that run. Uh, Wichita made it one year as an eight mm-hmm. seed, beat Gonzaga in the round of thirty two yep. as the one, and came out from there. But I, I think a couple of uh, a couple of factors for this. First of all, this was anticipated being the best freshman class in, in quite a number of years. Yes. The depth of this class, where you're talking about every year you got your 24 McDonald's All-Americans. Yeah. Everybody always has McDonald's All-Americans, but this group, there's a lot of high-end talent, a lot of guys that are anticipated to go if they declare right away in the top 10, top yes. 15. This is considered a very class, but it was also spread out. You know, It wasn't where everybody went to Duke. Everybody went to Kentucky. Yes, it was spread out a lot. Top
3: players went from one coast to the next coast. You got
1: Markel Fultz, a DC kid, yeah, that went to Washington Washington. because Lorenzo Romar, back when he was a a freshman and sophomore, was the first guy that saw him and said, "Hey, this guy's good." Yeah, and then he turned out to be one of the best (laughs) players in the country, just on a bad team. (laughs) So you got kind of that going on, and and I think that's a big part of it here. Is you have you know the the talent is spread out a lot more than we've seen. In some past years, so you don't have that super team, and the only undefeated team you have is Gonzaga, which in itself is fine, and they're very good. Yes, they are. And uh, you know, the funny thing is, I, I saw something from Todd Furman, okay, who uh, does a lot of, with gambling and things like that in Vegas. And normally, pretty much year after year, Gonzaga will pile up a a thirty and three record and be a good seed, right? But Vegas usually doesn't like them. They usually have them, you know, kind of in their power ratings twenty twenty five right in yes. that range. That's not the case this year. This is a team with a lot of high end talent. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about Williams Goss. I love that kid.
3: He's really a player. I I
1: love watching him play. He was a McDonald's All American. Yeah. They have two McDonald's All American (laughs) on their team. And, you know, the transfers that they brought in, including Williams Goss, and, you know, they they have a lot of talent in. He's saying this year they actually do have them as a top 5 team. We're in past years that they wasn't haven't. the case. So
3: even the Kelly Olenick team right. which, which Wichita State beat. Yes. Uh, was not a they were they weren't considered at that time a top
1: 5 team. Right, right. By the guys in Vegas. Yes. So this is a different Gonzaga team, but you still have the same kind of negative. Oh, they play in the West Coast Conference. Yeah. How good can they be? Yeah. And the teams that they scheduled out of conference, yeah, you know, Iowa State, not a top twenty-five team anymore. You know the wins that they have at this point, it just it doesn't ring as much as it once did. Even a win against a team like Florida, you know, Florida doesn't have the top-end talent that we've seen from them in past. So you, you kind of look at that that team as a whole. I don't think they're getting the kind of run that they're supposed to, mm-hmm. but it's a it's wide open. It seems.
3: It it seems it that seems. way. Yes, there's no. Overall power team.
1: But let's take it a step further. You know, we talk about the VCUs, George Mason, Wichita when they made the Final Four, teams like that, even years where we've seen a Butler, whatever it may be. Do you see a team like that in the, say, five to 11 seed range that you really like that you think can get on a run? Because I don't. No, I don't either. No. So I think that one through, say, 20 are pretty stacked up. And you can interchange a, a them in a lot of situations, but after that, I think there's a big drop off, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. And maybe that's going to lead to a pretty chalky Sweet 16 when we get there. Yeah, there's always a, a double-digit seed that'll get there. Sometimes multiple. Maybe this is a year only one of them. One of them there. gets there. You know, yeah. you'll you'll see all number ones, all twos. Maybe yeah. a six gets there. Yeah. a twelve, and S- and then the rest are fours. Yes. I could see that happening because I, I think there is a big drop off. The top is pretty even, but the drop off is pretty precipitous when you get down from that, say, twenty to forty range.
3: Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's going to be it's going to be an amazing tourney this year. Uh, Tom Kaker, coming up, Hawkeye Report at the top of the hour. We'll get into what the uh, Hawks are up to uh, as they come off the loss at Michigan State, and they have a week off now until they play again. Jimmy B and TC, The Big Talker, 1700.
2: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports.
4: 1700 KBGG at dsmcredit.com we have a different way of looking at things like one bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch life hands you lemons it's still a respectable piece of fruit and that's how we treat you and your credit with respect go to dsmcredit.com and get your approval for a brand new 2017 Stu hansen hyundai elantra for just $119 a month or 2017 hyundai sonata just $149 per month with zero down Plus, get America's best warranty. Ten years, 100,000 miles. Bad credit? We say, so you missed a couple of payments. No credit? We call that just getting started. Bankruptcy? So you took a chance. At DSMcredit.com, it's all about a positive perspective. Get a 2017 Stu Hanson Hyundai from just 119 a month with zero down. Go to DSMcredit.com or call 253-3000. Stu Hansen Hyundai in Clive. You need credit? At DSMcredit.com, we positively hear you. 36 monthly, zero security, all plus tax tag registration with proof credit. Hi, this is Craig
2: Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager of Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud supporter of the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce. The chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Ankeny. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these new members.
3: Ankeny Family Vision Center, Aspen Athletic Club, Athletico Physical Therapy, Best Buddies, Chamber Explorations, CMC Solutions, Coldwell Banker Mid-American Group, Jacqueline Duke and Jamie Luton excellence achieved farmers insurance agency larry johnson gateway mortgage group Hewitt Wellness and Massage, Iowa Realty, Irene Smith, Mobility Sales and Service, Pingora Outdoors, Priority Capital Group, Rustic Salon, Service Master Restoration by
7: Bailey, Shelter Insurance, Rick Feet, Spavia, coming soon, Takakawa Law Firm.
2: The Ankeny Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these new members. Learn more about the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce online at Ankeny.org.
0: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
4: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030.
2: Guys, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. So rush into JCPenney for up to 60% off select diamonds, gemstones, gold, and silver jewelry. And an extra 15% off all heart-shaped fine jewelry already marked down 40 to 60%. Plus, get $10 off when you spend $25 or more with coupon on select items in-store and at jcp.com. But you better hurry. It's almost Valentine's Day. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Bell 2 9 Some exclusions apply. Check jcp.com or newspaper for coupon and details.
7: There's nothing more important for your health and well-being than having a good sleep. The experts at Haverty's can help you find the perfect Scott Living mattress for everyone in your family.
0: Haverty's
1: Furniture is partnered with Drew Scott and Jonathan Scott to offer Scott Living mattresses. Now $250 off through President's Day. Plus, when you visit a store, you can expect no pressure, just support from Haverty's sleep experts. Tap now or visit haverty's.com to find a location near you.